and she didn't question <laughs> and she just immediately just sent a message out to the girls and told them that we're dancing and we're doing this and, and I'm excited because we have two that if you all saw sitting on the side, uh, they are working on something and they're going to come out and y'all got to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. Misha, Talia, and, um, and Jeremy have been dancing together for some years, and so other girls have just come in, and so now what we're doing is developing them and getting them to get the same yes. feel and emotion, and so they can just be together on one accord. And they're doing just that. Come on, just that. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to God. Um, uh, I'm. I'm also emerging. I'm also coming out. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Not where I need to be, but I'm excited because I'm not where I used to be. So that in itself means movement is taking place in my life, and, and uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Pastor told me uh, yesterday, sitting at the table, that I can minister him this morning. It was not anything planned. Uh, I didn't have time to really it was like right in the midst of, in the middle of what we were going through at that moment in that time. He said we were, uh, I was going to minister and the old Tammy <laughs> would have said, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I thank God because he's working on me. He's working on me with my insecurities and my doubt. Um, uh, some of you already know. So I'm excited about that. Um, if you all would turn with me to James 1, starting at verse 2 and through 8, and then I'm going to uh, read to you all James 4, 7, and 8. I'm going to break down a few little things that God has given me, and I'm going to sit down. James 1, this is a reminder, this uh, minister uh, Tyrone got up this morning and he exalted it, and he got us started with James 1, so I knew God was in this, Pastor, I did not tell him what I was going to minister, and he started touching on it, and I'm like, okay, well, you don't have to do it, but you will. So one accord works for me. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to give to you all what God has given me to give to you all. And he gave it to me. He gave it to me to give to you and bless me so you all be blessed. Amen. The word of God in James 1, verse starting at verse 2, says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Go ahead. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, my God, let him ask of God, who gives all to all, to all. He gives to all. So that means you. Say me. He gives to me. He gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, not 
with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave in the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Unstable in all of his ways. James 4 and 7 reads as such. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, my God, and purify your hearts, you double-minded, my God. God is telling us, it's time out for the double-mindedness. Sometimes we have wanted to do what we wanted to do, and we still wanted to be blessed, knowing that the things that we were doing were not right, but yet we still wanted God to bless us. And when God didn't bless us, it blessed us in the midst of our stuff, we started getting upset and asking, where are you, God? What was happening is God was right there in your stuff, but you were double-minded. But God is telling us, James reminded us that we've got to lay aside all of that stuff. We've got to stop being double-minded and asking God to step in the middle of our my God, our stuff and blessing us in the meantime. But God is telling us, even while you're in the midst of the stuff, I need you to still have a joy because I got you. I have called you according, my God, my God, I have called you accordingly. We're here today. It's no mistake. We're here today because we have been called. We have been chosen. We have been set apart. We are his royal, a royal priesthood, my God. And it's time for us to come out of the darkness and come into the light and answer the call. And answer the call. Sometimes we have gotten so complacent. We have gotten so comfortable in our sin, in our stuff. God is telling us this morning that we've got to submit and resist the enemy. And he has no other choice but to flee from us. My God, today the enemy comes Heavenly Father, I pray right now, Jesus. Father, we thank you for being the God that you are, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we pray that you will speak your word through this, your servant, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that somebody's life will be changed today, Lord Jesus. We pray that you will change them today, Lord Jesus, even in the midst of their adversity.
adversity, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you will pick them up and you will clean them up, Lord Jesus, and you will set them on the street called straight and you will sit them where they're going. But Lord Jesus, as you speak to me and through me, to your children, Lord, we pray for that lack that's on the inside of them. We pray right now that your children will submit all insecurities to you, Lord Jesus. We pray right now that your children will submit to release all doubt that's on the inside of them and that they will trust you, that they will hear from you, Lord, because if they can hear from you, God, they'll know what to do. They'll know which direction to take, which path to get off of, and which road to get on, and which way to travel. Lord Jesus, I pray for wisdom and insight, Lord. I pray for wisdom and insight in your children, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, I pray that you will touch and bless them, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. Oh, God, and then when we do ask, my God, we ask amiss. We've got to be careful. So every prayer, every word that came down was for you, was for you. So today God is saying to you to submit. Even in the midst of your adversity, still show the joy. Still give joy. That's it, that's it. My husband kind of like did a little something on yesterday. I mean, I hit him. in our relationships or with God, as we mature with God, things become more more evident. Uh-huh. Evidently, it was evident that back in the day, my response to what happened yesterday would have been different from what it was. So I know without a shadow of a doubt, I was mature. Well, I have matured. Yeah, come on. <laughs> the enemy will throw plots and schemes and yeah. things that will trip us up. And, and in, in previous seasons of our lives, uh, we, the way we used to handle things, we don't handle anymore. Amen. Let me give you all an example. My husband touched it a little bit, but uh, I got to tell it. <laughs> Last night, my husband's brother celebrated his seventy his seventy second birthday, Amen. which was great because. The enemy did not want him here, but God said otherwise. Yeah. So to celebrate 72 years of life, Amen. it's a blessing. Yes. And I know his story, but I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been released to tell it. But the fact that he's still here. Amen. I was there to celebrate the life of my uh, brother-in-law. And I was sitting over in the corner like little Miss Siri, and I was minding my own business. And, uh, and, uh, I was actually in the DJ corner, so I was in the hype corner. You know how they do, even though I wasn't hype, but I was still there like looking like I did. All I needed was a hat to sit under. But 
I looked up and my husband had made a suggestion to the DJ before he walked off and he said, play this song because I want to serenade my wife. So naturally, my, I was feeling good. I knew something was getting ready to take place and my natural body was starting to feel real tingly. My husband walked up and he said, find this song. And when he said, find this song, he walked off and so I'm still feeling good because the D DJ is looking for the song. You know, the, you know, hey, DJ played this song. So uh, he finds the song, and and all of a sudden his sister comes towards me and she says, um, "Isn't that Uncle Kenny's song?" And I said, "Yeah, baby, that's our song. Go let him know." So I looked over and I saw that he was talking to someone. And when he was talking to this individual, actually she was doing more talking. Uh, he just didn't look too comfortable in that area, in that spot at that moment. So the lady was talking to my husband and when I looked up and I saw my husband was uncomfortable, immediately I know that I had been called according for, to that purpose. But I know that I have been changed. I'm not the one that I used to be. Because I could have turned the party out, but I chose not to. But what I did is I stood up and I walked towards my purpose. <laughs> I walked towards him. And before I got to him, oh girl, I hope I'm not on Facebook, but if so, old girl reached over and touched my husband. He's not telling it like I saw it. She touched my husband, but not did she. Not only did she touch him to give him a holy greeting and a hug and move back, she put both arms around him. And at that point, I felt violated because I felt disrespected because that belongs to me. He might not look like much to you, but my God, today I made that man. But when she put her arms around him. She was going to just greet him and let him go. It didn't last like that. She kept her arms around him, and then she kind of twirled around, and she was from the back. Baby, I'm the only one that needs to come from the back. But when she went from the back, and she put both arms around my husband, it did something to the inner parts of me. And at that point, I had to make a decision. I had to submit that whole scenario to God uh, and show the joy of the Lord is my strength uh, even in the midst of adversity. And, uh, now I'm going to be real. I thought some stuff, uh, but I didn't speak the stuff. Um, I thought some things uh, and then I walked over and I said, baby, they're playing our song. Uh, and sister girl looked me up and down like I was little. Well, see, the old time, you know, I never started a fight, but I always finished it. But God has saved me. He has saved me and he pulled me from that. And so when she looked me up and down, I did get a little natural. I did not smile back at her. I didn't say I'm her his husband or anything. I just stepped in between her and my husband. Because see, I'm classy like that. I can do that. And so what I did, forgive me, I turned my back to him so he can feel my back 
and not hers, not in front of her. My God be the glory. But I did it with, with I did it, I did, I'm saying all that, that when we are going through adversity, things are going to happen. The word of God tells us that things are going to happen, but when they do happen, we've got to count it all joy. Thank you. Yeah. 
we should still be tell, talk, be patient with one another. I'm not saying pray for it, but we should be patient with one another because God is not through with us yet. I don't know about you all, but God is not through with me yet. Right. God is right. still working on me. God is working on my attitude. He's working on my insecurities. He's working on my low self-esteem. God is working on my financial discipline or the lack thereof. God is working on my spiritual maturity. God is working on my trust issues. Because sometimes when you're in front of people, that doesn't mean that you trust them. I had a lot of trust in folk, but God is helping me with that. God is working on my parental skills. I have four children and 15 grandchildren, and God is helping me to be the mother that he has called me to be. God is helping me to be the grandmother that he has called me to be. God is helping me. He's helping me to go through this stuff. Even though I'm going through it, my God, today, God said that I'm not done with you yet. God said you, he is not done with you yet. You've got to take it personal. All the stuff that you've been through. Let's about. Uh, let's think about Job, uh, all the stuff that he went through, um, uh, even in the midst of losing his children, uh, of losing his houses uh, and his land, my God, uh, everything that he worked hard for, um, uh, Job built a legacy, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, that enemy decided uh, to have a conversation uh, with God uh, about Job. Guess what? Uh, he's had a conversation uh, with God uh, about you, uh, without you, uh, but your God uh, who sits high and, and looks low uh, and is always faithful even when we are not. Uh, he stepped into that meeting uh, on your behalf and, and he told the enemy, you can't touch my child. Uh, you can't touch my children. He said, what I have for them, my God, I have plans for them. I have plans for them and plans for them to prosper. The enemy thought that the plans to prosper was the natural things. He's talking about prosper spiritually. My God, today, the natural things will come. God has plans. That's why you're here today. It's no mistake that you're here today because God has a plan for you. Even though you're going through some stuff, uh, even though we have taken some blows, my God, uh, even though we have some losses in our life, my God, um, my sister, my nieces, when they were up there and they were serenading their daddy, my God, and they were singing, if I could just dance with my father again. It was something about the words, and then to see those three girls, two of them sat there, and they didn't get up, they were dancing with their daddy. One of them just sat there, and my husband, 
He goes over to the third one, which is the youngest one, and he gets her hand, and he just walks her over to where her father is, put her hand on her father's shoulder, and then he pulled out his camcorder, and he watched. And then by the time he turned around, she was crying, they were crying, he was crying, they were all crying, and I realized my eyes were burning, I was crying. Because, 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 when we have opportunities to do things right, sometimes we get kind of selfish. We get in our own kind of way. We get in our own way. And we want to stroke ourselves. We're not doing the will of God. We're doing our will. We're not doing what God has called us to do. We're doing what we want to do. But when God, my God, when God recognizes and he steps in, he changes things. So to see my nieces cry like they cry because they had the opportunity to dance with their father, we don't know if this is the last time, but the opportunity permitted itself and they took advantage of it. So they won't have to beat themselves up anymore to say, I wonder what would if they did just that. And sometimes that's what we do. What we do, we, 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 we have a problem with submitting. Submitting to God. Sometimes things just don't, when things are not working out, you know why it's not working out? Because we're leaning to our own understanding. The word tells us not to do that. We're not acknowledging him, and the word tells us to acknowledge him. He's not directing our path because we're not letting him, because our vision is so obscured. We're so into getting our own stroke and filling our own selves. So therefore, we're not following what God has called us to do because I know God has called me over there and I can see it, it looks good, but it feels good where I am. My God, today, we've got to be careful and we've got to, we've got to put away all those thoughts. We've got to put away those childish thoughts and we've got to, We've got to press towards the mark yeah. of the prize, yes, of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Yes, even when adversity comes, we cannot stop. Hallelujah. We cannot stop. The word tells us that this stuff is going to come. Yes. This is going to come. So what we need to do is ask God to help us to get through this. How do I, Lord, you knew this was going to happen. You knew I was going to be hard-headed. You knew I was going to be hard-headed. Help me to not be hard-headed. Help my head to soften up. Help me to see you, to hear you, to feel you, to, to follow you. I need your direction. I need your direction. I need to follow you. I need to stop leaning to my own understanding. I need to acknowledge you. I need to for you to direct my path. Because, see, I did all that. I did all that, and it didn't work for me. It only got me to a dead-end street. But thank God I'm still on the street. Lord, if you just pick me up and turn me around and sit me on that, stand me on that place, that street called straight, send me in the direction that I need to go. Lord, I promise you. I promise you, I will do your will. Sometimes we get so self-centered as Christians, and we start praying, and we stand up in front of everybody, and we say, oh, God just blessed me with this house. God just blessed me. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. 
Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, those that are getting houses, I'm praying and I'm celebrating with you. Right. But it's not that God gave it to you. You went out and got it because God gave you the wisdom and the strength and the ability to go and get it. Right. That's where the grace came from. See, sometimes people put the blessings on, na on, on natural things, uh, on things that we can touch. The tangible things, but it's the spiritual things. Right. It's the spiritual things. It's the spiritual insight. It's the wisdom that God gives. Right. And only God can give the wisdom. When he gives you the wisdom, you are wise enough to know that this direction that I'm going in is what God has called me to. And I'm going to do just that. Right. You're the one that's taking steps. You're the one that's moving forward. You're the one that's going towards what you want. But it's with the grace, because of the grace of God. It's because of the grace of God. You recognize what I want. What I want is not right here. It's over there. So I've got to do something. You can sit and pray all you want. My God, and I'm not a prayer answering God. And thank God I'm not the one that answers the prayers because I would step down and I would tell you some stuff that you need to do first. God is already, he's so, he's so smooth with it. But I would say, I would say, you need to do this, 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 and this, and you need to do it consistently. But God's grace is sufficient. Yes, Even yeah. though you don't do it sufficiently, and you don't do it consistently, and you don't do it constantly, and then you still fall, he still picks you up, and he still blesses you, and he still allows you, gives you that strength, that wisdom, that knowledge to go towards what he has called you to. And see, we as Christians, we are believers, we put all that on now on, on material things. Let's stop doing that. Let's stop doing that. Everything, your house is already out there. Whether it's a blueprint, or whether it's it, the foundation is just being laid, or whether it's just a thought, your house is already there. But we've got to do what God has called us to do. We have got to be about our father's business and do what he has called us to do. I was talking to my husband and I was saying that uh, I know some things are happening in some people's lives, but then you step back and you look at you look at what are you do what are they doing to help others? What are they everything that Jesus did, it was for someone else. Now I might have overread, so you can read your Bible for yourself, and my interpretation may do, be different. So help me if you come up with something different. But Jesus was a servant. Even God, God gave his child. He gave, in other words, to the community. Jesus came back, and he gave to the community. What are we giving back? What are we giving back? We always sit and say, Lord, bless me with this. I need this. I need that. Bless me with this. And we get it, and then we end up losing it and not able to keep it, but yet we're not doing God's will. Right, if we can just stay focused and do what God has called us to do, my God, even in the midst, we still have joy. Even in the midst of the adversity, we just do what God has called us to do. God is not going to leave us. He said in his word that he would never he would never leave us, and that he would never forsake us. All we need to do is get in line, remain faithful, and the enemy has no choice but to do what? He has no choice. He'll try you. He'll try you, but you stay faithful. 
Stay faithful, stay joyful, submit to God, even the trials that you're going through. And watch God. Sometimes we get in our own self and our own stuff and we do things. And I, my husband, he used to ask me, what if, what if? And I would always tell him, I don't do what if. No, just what if. I don't do what if. I just don't go do what if because you never know. You never know. At, at, there are times we get in a situation and we'll respond. And then when, and when we're in that situation, after we're out of it, we say, I should have. I would have. Or I, I would, if that happens again. So I just don't do, do what if. I just take one day at a time. I read the word of God. And when it arises, then I, I'm slow to, to speak and, and uh, to respond. I'm learning to do that. Because I'm learning to be patient. I'm learning to be patient. Because God has been patient with me. James, I love James. James 1 and 4, it says, But let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete. Lacking nothing. Let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect. I believe it was James who wrote from, wasn't he writing, was he writing, was it James or Paul writing from the jail? It was Paul that was writing from the prison. And Paul said, even though you have gone through all this stuff, and I, Paul wrote Colossians, right? Colossians. He wrote Colossians, and in Colossians 1 and 11, he talks about his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, for us to have joy. Even though we're going to go through some stuff, we've got to have joy. It is so hard to have joy in the midst of, right? It is really hard. It's easy to say that you, for you to do it. Yes, she just hit it. It's easy, it's easy to say, um, say, have joy in the midst of, but then when you're in the midst of it and you telling somebody to have counted all joy, well, the word tells us because he, he didn't say that we might fall into divers temptation. No, we might. No. The word of God tells us that we are going to. When we, when we fall into it, when we go through this stuff, when, when it happens, we've got to count it all joy. Amen? There are two things that I just want to talk about and then I'm done. And I kid you not, this is going to take every bit of like a minute. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. My stomach is well. I'm just. <laughs> As we mature, one of the benefits of growing in the Word of God is that we, no, actually we get two things. There are two benefits that we get in growing in the Word of God. And things always turn out when we go through, when, when, when we're growing in the word of God. Two things that we get. We get lessons, and we get blessings. We get lessons, and we get blessings. I have been married for 38 years. We celebrated 39 years. And I'm still getting lessons on how to be a father. But on the flip side of that, I'm still blessed to 
still have my husband who has never stepped out on me. I think he's scared of me. But it does not matter. I want him to be. He never stepped out on me, and I've never stepped out on him. And I can honestly say to the whole world that he's my first and my only. But that's a blessing. But that's a blessing. I'm not saying the tempter didn't come, and there haven't been any temptations. There have been some temptations. Not on my part, I'm just saying. But because uh, I was always from my mother's home. But uh, I'm just, I'm just I've fallen short. I've made some mistakes, but I didn't make those mistakes. But they're blessing. Paul talks about when I was a child, I thought as a child. He said, but when I became a man and I grew up, I put away those childish things. I just laid those things to the side. I put them away. And I began to press towards and do what God has called me to do. And that's what the charge is for us today. Yes, Even in the midst of your adversity, don't stop. Yes. Keep pressing towards the mark yes. of the prize of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. Yes. Keep pushing, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Be consistent. Trust God. Establish a relationship. Have your relationship. When you are, when it's quiet, it's not that it's God is not there. He wants to get. He's trying to get your attention. He's trying to get your attention. And sometimes getting our attention, it, it 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 has an appearance of loneliness, but it's not because God said He would never leave us. He's always there. So let's see what we're going when we're going through. Why are we going through this, Lord? Help me so I don't go through it again. So when my brother goes through it and my sister goes through it and they come my way, I'll be able to encourage them and help them because you have no respect to person. You help me out. And so I know you'll help them out, but I can encourage them. I can tell my story to them and show them how you brought me out and how if you brought me out, you can bring them out. Not can, you will. But every good work has its patience. We've got to be patient. Amen. sister, don't, don't assume that they're not here for whatever reason. Call them and check on them. And I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not saying this to, to get anyone's attention. 
we're watching for you so that's the word right